So I'm here with uh, Lance Willett. Lance, thanks for taking some time to jump on the stream and, and record an interview with me. I appreciate it. You bet. It's great to be back. I can't believe it's already been a year since. It's a little weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. And, and, and going back, I, I was, I was looking at last year's interview to kind of, you know, refresh on what we talked about so we don't, uh, do too much of the same stuff this year, which won't be too hard, but, uh, mentioned to Brian looking back, I don't usually watch anything with me in it, whether it's an interview or a podcast or anything. Mm-hmm. So it's always a little bit painful. And I, and I told Brian Krogsgaard <laughs> afterwards, I was like, you know, I'm not terrible at that interviewing thing. Like that was okay. <laughs> nope. You know, you actually have a really good radio, what I call radio voice. So like is that, the, is that that nice way of saying that, that it's a, like the face for radio? Like you, no, you should stick I to radio, that, please. I think that that's, makes a good interview is if you like listening to the person. Yeah. Well, yeah if, it, if, if it's grading or I don't know if, if you uh, have ever heard of, um, Diane Reem, she's a popular talk show host on um, NPR, like a news show. Mm, no, I haven't. Um, she underwent, she's super good. The content's good. She underwent, uh, some kind of throat or, um, surgery and she talks really slow now mm-hmm. like today we're going to and it, it drives me absolutely bonkers like i cannot listen to the show yeah. because of of her voice yeah I, I, I can understand that well you so, uh have you kind of sounds like you've up, updated since last year your mic a little bit definitely yeah i i was heavily embarrassed by the uh, <laughs> that well I, th- I thought my audio on you was good, but then I went on to the tavern, uh-huh. and um, that my my iPhone died that day, so I had to use Skype. Uh-huh. With no, I had no mic and no headset, and it was just absolutely embarrassing. Yeah, that'll get rough. That'll it get sounded rough. like I was in a you know tin can. Yeah, yeah. So we actually spend a good amount of time. I spend a good amount of time on Skype voice these days, so it's nice to have a kind of a comfortable setup. Absolutely, absolutely. I, as I'm. As I'm talking to you on a mic hanging off of, a, of an, an arm, a mic arm attached to my desk, I think I've exactly. I've gone a little bit further down that rabbit hole. But yeah, just having a, a, a you know a simple mic makes a world of difference. Yep. So, and the, sorry, go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say the the headset thing is key, especially if you work in an environment that has a lot of ambient noise. For those who are at home or or like a shared working space, it can get super distracting if you're talking with somebody and then in the background is like you know all the all the kind of like ambient noise mm-hmm. so cutting that out is nice uh somebody somebody in the chat room wants to know what what mic you have i i use a, a rode procaster but i'm actually just on a, a logitech headset i got from amazon probably about 100 bucks nice i can look it up and put it in the notes later i don't know the exact model so uh, you are part of Automatic's theme team, a theme wrangler. How big is that team now? We are up to eight now. I saw I saw a picture. Um, I think uh, Matt might have posted it of the theme team in an elevator, maybe <laughs> or something. It, it looked like yep. it was in a confined space. It looked like almost everybody. But you guys, uh, uh, you guys have added a few in the past year, haven't you? It's pretty amazing. So last time we talked, we were three. Wow. And so yeah, we've more than doubled. It's been an absolute fun adventure actually and um sort of like we're talking about it feels like it's been a while but in terms of the growth of the team and and also just kind of like the work that we've taken on versus when we first started it's kind of a a brand new kind of a different charter than we started out with 
It's been pretty fun. I'm going to paste into the chat room our latest. Um, this is actually Ian's creation that we'll be sporting at a word camps to come. Next time I see you, I'll, I have one for you too. Well, fantastic. Well, it sounds like, uh, are you going to be at uh, Phoenix at the end of the month? Yep, I'll be at Phoenix giving a talk there. And then also San Diego, which I think is March 24th and 25th. Um, I'll see you at one of those then. For those that are in the northern climes, like I was tweeting with Lisa Saban Wilson, you know, it's a good excuse to come down to the warmth, come to the desert. (laughs) Absolutely. I, Love to see you guys. I, I remember it from last year, and that was one of the, the highlights, along with meeting everybody and everything else, was, man, the weather was fantastic. So I, I look forward to that. Awesome. So you have, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize it had gone from, from 3 to 11. Does the growth have anything to do with the commercial themes on .com and introducing those uh, early last year? Oh, it wasn't 11. It's actually 8. Oh, sorry. sorry. I, no problem. I heard 8, and I added the 2. <laughs> no worries. 3 to 8, yes. Um, I don't think that's necessarily an exact correlation. But, yeah, we what we want to do is just be able to get all the things done that we have in our roadmap. And premium themes is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. And um, we, don't, we don't have the idea of, okay, you know, we're going to build a premium theme team. We're sure. basically all doing... I actually think it's a, a bonus is we all kind of do everything mm-hmm. so that we're interchangeable. Yeah. It's actually pretty neat. Um, within Automatic, we're unique. There's only a few teams that are like that where your typical team, you'd see like a, it's like a product team, right? So you have like a designer, developer, maybe a copy editor, a business, business person. And in our case, we're sort of all front-end specialists. Um, and it's actually been really neat. I think for a lot of us, it's the first time we've worked with Again, not not having a peer on our exact team. For me, I always worked with you know either backend developer or graphic designer, and now I have people that are essentially the same skill set and the same core skill set as me. And it's really, I think it's like iron sharpening iron. It's been really good for us to. It's been a great way for us to kind of improve our skills and, and help each other get better. That's awesome. So, uh, and, and I also see. Um, you know, you all kind of take turns. It seems like announcing theme-related stuff on WordPress.com. So I'm always seeing new faces, which is fun. Yep, and we've been trying to blog a lot more on our team blog, which is over at ThemeShaper.com. Yeah, I've seen a little bit more activity there lately, which is fun. Uh, you guys are are smart. It's nice to see you guys posting about themes. Nice, thanks. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of growth, speaking of .com and commercial themes. There are now, when, when we first talked last year, I think you guys launched with two or three commercial themes, if I remember right. I have to check the dates on those, but I think that's about right. And now they launched two, with two, yep. Two, okay. And now there are 28. So mm-hmm. you guys have been very, very busy. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, actually been, it's been really cool to look back and say, wow, you know, the last 12 months have been, have gone pretty fast, but it's also been a, a pretty neat to watch the growth of it and the adoption of it. Yeah, yeah, I was going to ask whether that was um, – because you have, aside from – I think you have a total of uh, is it 170, 180 themes now on WordPress.com that are available. Yep, somewhere in, somewhere between 160 and 170. We just launched to – I think we're at around 165 right now. Okay. So, yeah, it's it's not to say that you've only launched the 26 in the past year. Those are just the, the paid themes. Uh, are, are you guys uh, happy with the growth and the and the response that it's seen uh, since then? Is it is it kind of hitting all the goals that you guys set? Definitely. So yeah, the overall 
response has been wonderful. And our, our feeling is that it's a, it's been a success. And that was the, one of the biggest questions last year was, will this even work? You know, will, mm-hmm. especially from our customers, will the average, um, typical wordpress.com user even really care? And the answer has been a resounding yes. They've really responded. Um, I think the other, you know, the other question was just, will it work from our side? You know, how will the, how will all the mechanics work? And that's been a success as well. So uh, this is something that I was just uh, talking to Brian about when we were testing the the Skype call before. This is the the new stream setup. It took a minute to to make sure everything, all the knobs were uh, turned to the the right position, and all of the commercial theme shops they run their own support, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Is and is that all run? Do they do that within the? Uh, do they just monitor the forms within .com or the support forms, or do they actually handle that on their own site? It's all hosted on .com. We actually have a dedicated uh, BBPress install, and basically each theme gets its own forum, and then there's threads within that, so it's nicely organized. We didn't start out that way. We actually had it as a child forum within our WordPress.com support forums, which is already pretty huge, and did not scale more than maybe like two or three months, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so basically the idea is... Um, when you purchase a premium theme on .com, you gain access, so it's not available if you don't, have not purchased a theme as a customer. And then the theme shops can sort of follow the, either the tag or the, the form uh, name, which would be their theme name, sort of monitor. And then we also have a couple, we have the BBPress uh, support plugin running, and so they can see like unresolved or unreplied and kind of do like a triage every day. Very cool. And and do you sort of, um, I mean, because obviously you're interested in maintaining quality support, even if there are others that are doing the support, right? Because you're yep. part of that deal too. Do you any, do any sort of monitoring on your own and maybe kind of poking and prodding if, if something is, is, is missed or overlooked? Sure. I mean, yeah, that's definitely, I think, I mean, I think anybody, if they're in our shoes would do the same thing because sure. it's our brand, but that's actually been one of the things that you mentioned you know, what has, you know, if the thing worked. Now, that's one of the ones that we were kind of, that was up in the air at the beginning. Like, how would that work? It's actually been really successful. They've, the partners, the theme shops have done a superb job. And I'm overall very, very happy with that, um, the support. After we, kind of after we nailed that scaling issue, like I was saying with the BB mm-hmm. Press, um, just kind of like finding the support. Now that it's sort of organized, it's pretty much, very, very smooth. Um, one nice thing, one kind of unexpected thing, is there's just not that much support. Yeah, uh, that, that was that was actually something I was going to ask about because uh, with a number of these themes, I'm sure there are, at the very least, different sort of features to, to be concerned with, but in some cases, whole additional features that other themes don't have. I mean, does that increase the complexity? I mean, do, do you see people... I mean, I guess you don't if you say that you don't see that many more questions coming from those themes than your other themes. Well, it's interesting. We have, we're really super proud of this stat, but our in-house, the ones that we've launched, we probably have a handful. I mean, I'd say less than like maybe 10 to 20 threads like all time. Like we have almost zero support for wow. the automatic ones. Um, the thing we're seeing with the other, we, and we do, to answer your question from a minute ago, we do kind of monitor and see and mm-hmm. 
poke and prod, like, oh, hey, it's been, you know, four or five days, and this one's been sitting here kind of thing. But overall, we rarely have to do that. But the thing we're seeing a lot of is basically just WordPress feature education, like how do I use featured images? Mm-hmm. How do I set up my my, te- my page template? It kind of goes in a, along with the complexity of the theme. So the themes that are a little bit harder to set up and use are typically have more support to go with them, which is pretty logical. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing that we sort of push back is to say, hey, if you guys make your theme simpler, so a little you know easier to set up and use, it'll probably be reduce their support load. Um, for example, one of the most common things we see is, hey, I want my site to look exactly like the demo site because mm-hmm. we have the, the theme showcase and you can basically when, we, when we're in the launch process, the theme shop will go in and kind of like tailor that, make it look super awesome. And uh, that's the first thing that the customers usually ask is, hey, I want my, I want that, you know, how'd you do that? So basically saying, you know, let's, let's streamline that process. Let's make it super easy for somebody to get to an awesome looking site without having to, you know, read through 20 page of FAQs and stuff like that. Um, and that just comes with, you know, it's, it's actually just with any kind of design or product, it's hard to do it. It's hard to make things really, really easy to use, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's definitely, it's not, there's no right answer, but what we're doing with our in-house premium ones is we're just going, instead of saying, okay, well, there's five different ways you can set up your homepage. We're saying that could actually be five different themes, like launch, launch them all separately, you know, and just that way, if you have, okay, this is going to be a news site, right? And it's going to have columns and featured stuff with a slider. Well, that's, that's it. There's no, you don't have to go into a, a like 20, you know, different form elements in the theme options and figure it out. You just do maybe two or three things, set some sticky posts, maybe a category or two, and you're you're good to go. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Just just pare it down to sort of the bare essentials and yep, and make I, it the simplest. I think that's the trend we're seeing in the greater community of of WordPress themes this year. It's kind of like the fewer options, lighter weight, a little bit more targeted, you know, themes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which we love that. That's definitely the direction that we're going as well. Yeah, that makes sense. I remember at one point, um, I think there was in a comment thread or something, somebody had asked about uh, either frameworks or some of the, I, I refer to them as like the visual kind of builder themes that kind of you, you know, are, are kind of pushing and pulling things around sort of a WYSIWYG style in the front end to make your mm-hmm. your theme. And, and it seemed like there might be a possibility of those coming onto .com in the future. Do you think that do you think that there's a, a balance there between kind of having the really simple themes that you're shooting for and then also seeing those on .com, or are those maybe not something that you're, you guys are considering right now? Definitely a balance. I think the answer is ultimately we want every theme on .com. I mean, that that's essentially Matt's, Matt Mullenweg's vision is we call it more themes, you know, capital letters, like more themes, but, um, uh, <laughs> M-O-A-R themes. Yeah, yeah and exactly. Exactly. Um, and that's kind of our rally cry, but yeah, so the answer is yes, we do want those, but not right now because, um, they're complex from the technical side. And that's one of the, I'm sure we'll get to talk about that a little bit more, but the, mm-hmm. one of the bottlenecks is definitely the technical side, you know, the code side. Well, sure. Because, because.com runs differently than, yep. 
org does. Uh, I have only a, a limited understanding of, of the differences, but one thing I know is that, uh, I, like, I don't think you guys have a, or you guys don't use plugins the way that the rest of the community might. I think you Correct. guys handle that differently. Probably a lot of other things that, that are done differently. I mean, how much work, you know, 28 themes in the past year, how much work goes into converting and working with the, mm-hmm. the developers to convert all of those themes into a, a .com format? Yep, I think that's actually a very good point. So, yep, pl- uh, for example, no, we do not currently allow custom post types. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten lots of interest from theme shops who build themes like that. And that we and we're fans of themes like that. It's just not r- appropriate at, for our current setup technologically. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also sort of philosophically. We like I was saying the the simple thing is kind of what we're going for right now. Sure, sure. Um but we're definitely moving in that direction. We're seeing this concept of um, theme bundles, you know, where you have, like, say, for example, a real estate or a wedding or bands, music stuff, where you have a theme, kind of a base theme, which is your layout, then you have a plugin component or a widget. That's definitely the future of, of, and I think it's one thing that our customers are asking for. They do want, they do want more complexity, um, but it'll probably be a slow adoption. Um, so yeah, plugins. We, do, we don't allow any custom plugins. So the only things you can run are what we install. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's a um, kind of a stumbling block or a, a purposeful barrier, I guess I should say. Um, but yeah, it, within the theme specifically, custom post types, and then we don't also... We def- tend to discourage post uh, custom post meta as well because of content portability. Yeah, I, w- I, w- I was going to... I would assume that would be part of the issue with custom post types because if you introduce that or that was available because of a theme, you're going to have to have support for that in yep. all your themes, right? Because, I mean, the idea is that people can jump from one theme to the other without any sort of issue. Yep, and that's – I think that's the – kind of the holy grail for us with custom post types and .com would be kind of exactly what Brian is saying in the channel, mm-hmm. um, that – um, coming up with some standard format, so saying, okay, maybe we'll launch ten themes that all have, you know, event uh, custom post type, and then if you sw- you can switch between those and and por- and have portability. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, it's just weird because if you just have one, then you're kind of stuck with it, you know. Right. So it, what will probably happen on our end, it'll have to be kind of a concerted, unified effort to launch a, a, a collection of themes that all kind of do a similar thing. Um, or that all have that same post type support. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and this is this is an issue that isn't isn't specific to .com at all. I mean, this is something that as themes are taking advantage of things like post types and and even you know uh, a meta to an extent. Um, you know, like as soon as as soon as a user changes a theme or goes, you know, starts the process of changing a theme, then they kind of immediately realize how difficult that is to transition from a theme who that has everything packaged into it like that mm-hmm. into any other theme i mean at the very least it you know they might lose everything or at the very least they're going to have to spend time moving all of that out into a plugin or something i mean it's yeah it's, we see i think the the cool thing about wordpress.com in the sense that it's a closed you know mm-hmm. software as a service environment we can see these trends you know looking at our stats and people switch themes a lot like um, one of the things we track is um, how soon after they sign up do they switch. And it's usually, the, I think the highest number is within a day. But after that, it's usually like a 30-day kind of thing. 
Um, but but after but I think one thing we see is there's not a lot of uh, loyalty as you would have maybe on a .org self-hosted where you've heavily customized something on your own. Mm-hmm. People people want to switch and they want to be able to do it effortlessly, and mm-hmm. that's that would be the the that's the obstacle for us to for the custom post types. And also, the, actually, you know, it goes for almost everything because um, another thing would be like featured uh, sliders, featured content sliders. Mm-hmm. That's one thing we're running into right now. We're actually working on it. Uh, that was one of our team projects at our meetup we had in New York City. Was um, how can we standardize that? You know, how, first of all, the UX of it, how you the user experience flow of selecting your featured content within mm-hmm. the admin, and then also display markup and style and display standards so that when you switch themes, you kind of, it just works. So you don't have to redo all your posts. To, right. You know. Yeah. Um, so it's not, so yeah, it seems to me like there's like this idea of like standardization within, um, like we're talking about really mm-hmm. hits a lot of areas and that's something that we preach a lot too, um, within, with our theme partners in the premium side is, Hey, you have to think of this as this isn't going to be the person's last theme necessarily. Um, mm-hmm. How can you think of ways, other ways they'll use it or how will their content that they enter into it, how will that be used in other ways later? You know? it, during that, uh, I'm curious whether, I think you have, uh, I don't have the number in front of me now, but I was looking at stuff earlier today. I want to say, what, seven, seven or eight different uh, providers so far, designers, uh, different shops that are listing themes on or that whose their, whose themes are on dot com. I have to pull up my table here. Right now we have four official partners. Okay. The two that we started with were the Theme Foundry and Woo Themes. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon after that, Studio Press came on, and then we just announced Press Seventy Five. Jason Schuler and Luke McDonald launched their first theme debut, which was, and- I thought was a cool name because it was their debut. Their yeah, debut. it works out perfectly. Um, I must be thinking of because uh, uh, I was looking at designers as well. So I know Koi right. Van and, and Alan mm-hmm. Cole are in there, and I think uh, Ellie J. Stocks and from people. So, um, do some of or, or do you ever run into when porting the theme over? Like, do they have to change? Do these theme developers sometimes have to either take stuff out or reduce a lot of what their themes might do on on .dot org sites? Uh, because Definitely. it sounds like you know they might be doing a bunch of stuff that is not so cool on, on .com or won't work on .com. Yep, and that's one of the first, like when I, so I one thing I asked for, for candidate uh, companies that want to be a part of it, I just say, hey, send me one of your themes. And I just essentially just look at it very quickly for complexity. Mm-hmm. And certain things that I look for are theme options, like how complex is that, how many there are. And then underlying dependencies, like does it depend on, on plugins that we will, just won't have or we, we don't have equivalent of um, a lot of times it's actually kind of neat things that they do we can find an equivalent so you know like a contact form mm. you can okay. say oh well, we have that it's just a little bit different you know layout so just style that differently or something like that mm-hmm. um, but yeah one of the I'd say like 30 to 50 percent is stuff that we just ask them to remove um, just because it's either not applicable or we have a an equivalent or maybe even better version of it running um, interesting so, um, there, it's pretty rare case where we just take a theme and just launch it. Um, even our own, even our own. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I, I, I've seen, um, 
I've probably been at a couple camps where you've given that, given your talk on breaking themes. I forget mm-hmm. the exact title, but that's the essence. <laughs> yep, break your theme. Break your theme. Um, um, it's yeah. So basically, saying it's actually an educational thing too, right? So saying, mm-hmm. okay, like just like you said, you you don't the average .org developer or theme designer doesn't really know how .com works. Sure, and most of us didn't either before we were hired and really learned about how it all works. Other than just being a user of it, you know, blogging there or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the important steps in our when we bring on new partners is saying, hey, here are the things to look out for, you know, the custom post types, the meta stuff. Um, for example, we have our own image processing library, so you don't need Tim Thumb, for example. Um, we call, it's our our uh, product is called Image Press, and it's something that you can, you know, quickly crop, or you can have a you can pass it width and height. Or you can do things like, you know, filtering, grayscale, all that kind of cool stuff. Um, but it's just things that people wouldn't really know about unless they've worked with us before. Sure. Um, and we try really hard to say, okay, let's map this feature in your theme to something we have um, so that it'll be seamless. Or if it makes sense to just remove it because it doesn't apply, that's fine too. Um, all the different uh, themes have different ways of approaching it. Um, some, some theme shops like to uh, have their .org and .com versions almost identical, which I think mm-hmm. is kind of cool. We try to do that when we release to extend. We try to make it almost line for line exactly the same as .com. Uh, maybe like a line or two of, of difference. Mm-hmm. Um, other theme shops decide, okay, we're just going to have a fork. You know, essentially like a .com branch on our in our repository, right? That's spe- specifically designed or, or tweaked for you guys. And um, I actually love I love the ones that decide to do them the same because I think both sides learn from each other. Like .com can be like can learn from something that has applied to a .org scenario, mm-hmm. and then um, but they can also one of the things the side effects of our review process I think is simplification and focus. We've been we we're able to tell them some areas that may be weak in the theme and then they decide to cut it out and it might make sense to cut it out everywhere too, you know? So it's kind of a, so it's, they get like a review of an audit of sorts kind of for free when they join up. Yeah. Huh. Well, one thing that I think is interesting too, looking at the versions of themes that the developers have uh, or the shops have on, you know, easy ways, just .org versus .com mm-hmm. available in the community versus available in the .com community is pricing, and we talked a little bit about that last year. And now there's a lot more uh, of, of a lot more pricing on WordPress.com to to kind of look at and, and um, talk about. It seems like uh, a, a number of the developers have chosen to kind of uh, price it equally, right? So that whatever whatever it would, you know, by and large, be priced on its own on on .org is is uh, pretty much what they'll charge. On.com, and they still get to ch- set those prices themselves, right? That's correct. Yep. Okay. We advise, but it's up to them. Okay. And yes, I, th- I think ideally it would be the same mm-hmm. or higher. I would, I would actually argue that lower on .com never really makes sense. Um, and we actually, the, w- the way we think of it is we have sort of a, a bottom, it's not a specific number, but we have a sort of a like, okay, let's not go under this, right? And then we'd like like to think that the upper end is infinite in a sense. Like we could launch a thousand dollar theme if it's super awesome, right? Like designed by, you know, um, Jason Santa Maria or something. Sure. Sure. (laughs) 
one of those rock star designers. Mm-hmm. Um, Ethan Marcotte, something like that. Yeah, there you Responsive go. to the max. <laughs> um, but that there is, I think there's definitely a market for that, and we, we want to play with it and experiment, um, probably starting with our own themes. And then as far as the theme shops go, though, we'd like to say, okay, you know, what are people getting? They're getting not just the product, but the dedicated support. They're getting an amazing, um, you know, it's that's one thing that I didn't mention earlier that we've gotten feedback from our customers is that on the support side, mm-hmm. it's actually really neat to be able to connect directly with the theme author. Um, a lot of people who are consumers, right? So they've been on Blogger or Tumblr or um, TypePad, etc. This is a kind of a new thing for them to be able to to submit a question and then a minute later or an hour later the actual person who designed the theme responds. Yeah. Um, so I, so I think it's been because even in the .org world of of you know WordPress.org support, it, it's the community. And I think on .com we have a set of volunteers who kind of monitor the forums and and we do a pretty good job too. But it's not that kind of curated. I'm here, you know right now kind of thing. And um, that's been a, a, a nice positive response from, from our customers. They really, really love that. So th- I, I like to, I like to um, talk about bundling that into the price too. You know, it's actually a pretty, it's a pretty big investment on the, on the theme shop side to have somebody doing support all the time. So you should build that into your, into your budget, you know, into your price. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, the the pricing is something that seems every few months or, or maybe even more often than that, it kind of pops up as an interesting topic because everybody's kind of has a, a slightly different approach on it. There are some, uh, uh, you know, there are some places you can go and buy themes much cheaper than other places, and some. Uh, I mean, I would say that the, the I think the average uh, when I was kind of playing around with numbers. Um, from what I could pull from the, the theme showcase on WordPress.com, the average theme price there is $63, uh, whereas, uh, and that's just you know averaging just the commercial themes, because technically the mm-hmm. average price would be much lower because you've got 130 other themes that aren't, uh, that, that don't cost money. But then you see averages on, like this, uh, in the last week, a story about uh, Theme Forest. Um, you know, they tend to kind of price things down, and they actually control all of what the authors can price it at. Uh, it sounds like you guys are on the end of it, uh, on the end of things where it sounds like theme prices will just kind of either stay where they are or go higher. I mean, yes, um, I, I think that's a good thing in general. I think that uh-huh. like that awesome epic post on WP Candy. Um, it's been what eight months now. Yeah, the the uh, Mike McAllisters. Mike McAllisters. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I actually still am subscribed to the comments there. I just love. Reading through all the, the discussions. Yeah, every week or two, somebody jumps in. I know. It's kind of cool. Yeah. But it's super, super healthy, and it also shows the maturity, right, of our industry where, that we're talking about these things, mm-hmm. um, which I'm just proud of that we're, you know, that we're talking about it and that we're thinking of, of these kind of hard, hard topics instead of yeah. back in the early days when you're just like, how do I even, what's, you know, <laughs> how do I make a thumbnail work, you know? Right, exactly. Um, exactly. My side, why did my sidebar drop? Damn. Um, but one of the things that we, we think, or, you know, I, I think this personally too, outside of work is we need to make sure that as web designers and, um, producers of these products that we, um, that we give them value, you know, and that we, that we make a living, that we support our families. Mm -hmm. So I think that, that especially if you feel proud of something, you should 
be willing to price it higher. Because people, so this is one of the things people will pay. That's what I was going to say. But one of the mm-hmm. thing patterns we've noticed, we've recently been doing kind of like a year in review, right? It's been 12 months. Let's see how things are going. One of the surprises that for me that came out of the looking at some of the stats was the higher priced themes are actually the best sellers right now. It's not the it's not the cheapest ones. Yeah. So, so, so do you think that is uh, there's sort of the the thought that pricing yourself low makes you seem cheap. It makes your product cheap, whereas pricing it higher sometimes gives it just you know by nature of having a high price, it gives it. Uh, a higher value of perception, I guess, or right. a higher perceived value. It definitely plays into it, and obviously that goes across any industry or service mm-hmm. or product, but what we're seeing is that people really... Um, obviously, when there are some people who are like, ooh, you know, 15, 30 bucks, I'm never going to spend that, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But the people who are... that we've seen really engage with the premium theme market on our uh, platform, the difference between 50, 60, 70, maybe even 100 doesn't really make a difference. They're looking at the features. They're looking at the look and feel, the design. Um, it's almost like the price at that point, they could almost have like a slider that says, you know, select your price, you know, and they would put something in. It would probably come out to about the same. But I also think that the high end, the, you know, the 500s, the 200s, the $1,000 themes, we're going to definitely be able to sell those. Um, hmm. So it's actually so that- been, that's, this has been one of the lessons I think for us is saying, okay, Yes, we need, probably need to start pricing th- some things a little bit higher, um, but we also need to have a range. You know, let's. Sure. That's kind of the overarching theme, uh, pun intended. There um, <laughs> is that <laughs> that we we want a lot more themes, and we want them to be all over the map in terms of features, from the simple to like you were saying, a little more complex. Yeah. Um, but as well as in price too, there's all kinds of one of the things that I'd like to figure out is who. A little bit more about, you know, who are the people who are buying these? And we've we've done some surveys, and we've done, we try to talk to people when we go to conferences or, um, you know, trade shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, are they, you know, are they consultants? Are they reselling? You know, are they? Is it a one thing we see a lot of is um, like photographers and designers, They love premium themes. So people who are essentially one one or two people businesses, you know, with uh, mm-hmm. with visual products. Um, these these tend to work perfectly for them because they don't have a budget to hire a designer or a web a web firm to to make them a site. But the hundred bucks for the theme and then maybe a custom domain, basically like our our uh, pro bundle. I don't know if mm-hmm. you've seen that. It's like ninety nine bucks um, on com when you sign up. That that sort of budget that that um, say one to five hundred range mm-hmm. is perfect for the this product. And I think that we're going to see a, a growth there as people kind of re- – one thing I've been noticing from uh, consultants and um, freelancers who do a lot of WordPress stuff is they're sort of rediscovering WordPress.com and starting to um, send more clients there, especially in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And these premium themes are a perfect way to kind of like tailor their experience and not just be the, the same, same, you know, 2011 or – Kubrick sure. or whatever most people do. Hmm. Interesting. I'm I'm, I'm I'm very curious to to hear more about your thoughts about the higher the higher priced themes um, because I think 
I think if anybody, uh, you'd have you'd have to have a strong argument just on the .org of, uh, side of things, which is, you know, where, you know, it's uh, pricing is typically all over the place. But you you really don't see many things priced over a hundred dollars when it comes to a single theme. Usually that's mm-hmm. you know uh, uh, subscription costs or memberships or things like that. Uh, wh- what do you what do you sort of envision uh, when you think of you know an example two hundred dollar theme? I mean, you have a hundred dollar theme. Um, on on dot com right now, what would be? I mean, is it is it is it purely a, a really kind of outstanding design that'll do it, or is mm-hmm. it maybe a, a purpose driven theme that doesn't exist there yet? Probably both, um, yeah. as well as exclusivity. I think people who are thinking, okay, well, there's so many million other bloggers or people like like photographer or whatever on dot com or on the web. I want to. I'm, I'm willing to spend a thousand bucks if I can get this particular look. Hmm. Um, I think that I think that's what we need to figure out. You know, yeah. Um, it's actually kind of fun to think of the possibilities. But one thing that we're trying to do right now is, besides growing the partners, we do want to add more partners. Um, but we also want to do more design commissions where we hire, essentially, just the design, the visual design. And then we launch it, we code it and launch it. I think that's a really interesting um, part of the business as well. Which is, I, th- I don't know if you mentioned it, but the ones that we do have on there right now, five, about four or five automatic themes, mm-hmm. are have all been some, I guess, six, with ba- if you include basic maths, um, which was our first one. Mm-hmm. They've essentially been that, that, that setup where we are paying the designer for the visual layer, and then we do the code and launch it. And that's worked really well. I think that's something that we can expand. And in a way, it's actually faster because we're not doing the back and forth, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And well, you don't, you don't have to undo anything. You can, <laughs> you can start, from, the, start yep. from scratch. And I think in those cases, some of those um, specifically, I think, are going to be the higher-priced ones. A, a, because it may be a big-name designer that people just love their work. Or B, like like you said, it might be a specific, a very specific um, application or, or niche theme. Hmm. Let's see here. This is this is something I'm just just curious about because um, has has anybody uh, you you have uh, I forget what it's called, but the the an easy process of of moving from .com to your own hosting environment. Um, yes, it's the guided transfer. The guided transfer, yes, mm-hmm. and that's been uh, that, that's been around for almost a year too, hasn't it? Maybe a little bit less. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember that about this time last year too. Do you ever have, uh, or has has a situation ever arisen where someone has a, a premium theme and they want to they want to they want to migrate, uh, but then want to have their theme with them when they when they move? Is that something that is done, or has that ever come up before? Definitely, it's. I'd say I don't have the exact numbers. But just chatting with my colleagues who work on that side, um, it comes up pretty often. You know, maybe um, 15, 20% of the time, something like that. Okay. And I mean, it would make sense that somebody who's interested in, in um, you know, paying for a theme like that might mm-hmm. sooner than others reach a point where they want to yep. have more, you know, options with their site. Yep. And our goal with the guided transfer and with actually a lot of the things that we do on the .org side, like Jetpack, mm-hmm. is we want them to we want the, the it to be seamless both ways. Like people should be able to move around and not really worry about things. It should just work. Um, 
So this this is actually currently it's in progress with the the theme uh, transfer. Okay. We do not have a, 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 a setup right now with the premium theme partners where okay. they can that just seamlessly move over. We actually it's on our um, roadmap to do this to to figure that out. Um, I think that we need to have a way to say okay, um, you're going to go over here and. It should. It should pretty much. Okay, this goes back to what we talked about earlier too. About remember about um, the feature parity or the code parity between .org and .com, the theme. Mm-hmm. So if you switch back, you shouldn't notice that you're missing things or that things get added back in. Yeah. You know? Sure. Sure. So that's another motivation for our partners to sort of develop concurrently and have the the two versions be as similar as possible. Um, I think we're going to see a more of the of the the guided transfers because. It's a pretty. It has been pretty popular so far, and I think um, it's a common occurrence, especially like you said, the demographic who, um, and I mentioned, is kind of like the professional, the um, small business. Mm-hmm. They tend to grow out of .com, um, or they're the ones who do tend to grow out of WordPress.com, and they don't really fit in with a VIP service, which is a lot more money, right? Sure. They, which is kind of like a too big of a step up for them. Right. That's that's almost a yeah. That's that's another kind of step entirely. That's almost mm-hmm. once you. So they're kind of in the middle. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's who. That's I think in a way that's who we're targeting with premium themes. Besides maybe just a professional blogger or somebody who just really likes, um, who who really puts a lot of time and energy into their blog or their or their site. So I think that they're the, also the ones who are going to be moving between .com and .org a lot. Uh, more than the average person. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. I think that uh, probably as we go forward, just continuing to um, try to make that gap, um, tr- try to close the gap a little bit. We've actually run into it with free themes as well. So hmm. there's a couple that we have on .com that are not in Xtend, either because we don't um, control the code if it's by somebody else or if... Um, you know, there's a, the versions aren't synced up perfectly, so that process is something that that definitely needs to be polished as we as we keep working on it. Has it has it been? Uh, and this is less of a, a businessy sort of question, but um, what's the experience been like? I guess working with the the various uh, theme shops. I know um, uh, if I remember right, looking through the the track tickets, I think Drew. From Theme Foundries involved uh, in, in the 2012 theme development, right on on the WordPress.org yep. side of things. So, I mean, you know, that's how, how's what's the process been like working with everybody a lot more closely than before? It's been really cool, actually. Um, it's almost like a new coworker. <laughs> so we really keep in touch closely, and we work together a lot. And I think, and that's actually been a really neat surprise for me. I did I wasn't sure how that was going to work. You know, with the communication and some of the back and forth, but it's been—I've been really happy with um, both the responsiveness on our side and on their side, just kind of getting things done. But also, just the way that we've sort of um, paved the cow paths in a way, so that those first couple of companies really did the hard work essentially because they things were sort of not optimized, like the like we talked about the forum setup and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and our payment, you know. The way we do, you know, the revenue stuff. I mean, all that stuff had to be figured out, and they were super patient and super helpful with feedback and stuff like that. And now we sort of a year later, we've kind of figured out those mechanical, logistical challenges, 
and we can get down to the business of just launching more awesome themes. And uh, the other neat thing is those those initial theme partners can sort of be mentors to newer ones too and say, hey, come join us, um, as well as here's what we've learned. Don't make those same mistakes. How, how many uh, – I know you guys are always working with um, you know new – new theme shops to bring them on board. How many do you have in the queue right now? Like just, um, um, ballpark, yeah. probably like 10 ish. Okay. Um, it's a, this is one of the, um, this has been one of the bottlenecks. It's been a very slow process. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we were probably hoping to have more, um, you know, probably like double the number we have now mm-hmm. by this time, but that's okay too. Um, I think sometimes going slow and being cautious is a good thing. Sure. And like I said, if some of those kind of rough edges <laughs> weren't figured out yet, um, we also have we know we have pretty high standards as well, and so we tend to like to get to know people um, not only like you know from a chemistry kind of thing like hey we're going to be working a lot together we should know how you guys do things, um, but also the other kind of bottleneck slash um, stumbling block has been. The code quality, like the code reviews specifically, and, and making sure that things are ready to launch. It's been that—that that was one of the things that we're focusing on in, in this year, 2012, is saying how can we ramp that up? How can we make it faster and more efficient, and uh, essentially just get get the product to market a little bit faster, launch things faster. Uh, do you guys typically kind of reach out to theme shops or designers and and? kind of instigate that or are, is there a way for interested developers or theme shops to get in touch with you guys? Both actually. So initially I just emailed everybody that I could think of. Um, <laughs> Send to we, everyone. <laughs> WP hackers. No. Um, yeah. There you go. Basically just, you know, said, Hey, here's what we're doing. If you're interested, let's talk. And then also, or, we would sit down in person at WordCamp. You know, let's have lunch. Here's here's what we're doing. Um, and then obviously we got uh, note. We got based on interviews or publicity. We had um, people inquiring directly as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of a little bit of both. Um, the thing that we look for is that they're already on the commercial listing on um, Extend, which is if you go to WordPress.org, Extend Themes. Slash commercial. It's kind of like all the uh, sort of vetted commercial shops. Mm-hmm. Um, we we definitely that's kind of like the first step. Like if you're not on there, we just say, hey, you need to get on there. Um, <laughs> just because there are a few basic things. Like you you have to be GPL and you have to have a support like dedicated support. Um, and then I think the third thing is you have to write a haiku, so you have to know how to. <laughs> Write poetry, <laughs> which those are actually really fun to read. Yeah, they are. Um, they, they can be fun to write too. So, that, so that's the kind of the first hurdle, and then obviously after that, having a relationship helps. So, if somebody is interested in in joining, you know, come meet us at a WordCamp or um, find us. You know, start a dialogue, um, email, however they want to get in touch. And uh, I think having a personal connection is a big deal because. Um, like I was going, like I was saying, one of the factors is sort of that chemistry, that kind of gut reaction. Like, sort of when you're hiring, or if you're um, thinking of, of partnering with somebody, you're like, well, how, you know, do I want to work with them day in and day out, and um, do I want them to represent me publicly, you know, on the dot com support, especially on the support side. 
um, one lesson we've learned this year, and this it's actually kind of a neat side effect, is we're not everybody's a good fit, and we there's an, other ways for us to work with them. And that one of the things that came out of that is this whole commission design th- uh, side, mm, okay. which I had not even I don't think we even talked about that last year. Um, you and I, and um, mm-hmm. I don't think it was even really on our roadmap as far as you know, kind of a, a targeted uh, thing to to go after. Yeah, and that seems, actually, that seems like at, something that you could really burn through pretty fast too. I mean, yep. Um, you know, I think I think any any almost anybody I would say that's probably interested in hearing uh, about themes, commercial themes. There's probably a big number of people who who you know by and large have done kind of Photoshop file to to theme creation, you know, that, that whole process. And there's definitely a rhythm. There's kind of a fun process to it when you really kind of get into the flow. So I can, I can definitely see the appeal to that for the theme wranglers to say, say, Hey, we could, we could spend a lot of time doing that. Right. And so, and the partners, it's a big investment on both ends and not everybody is willing to do that. Sure. Um, they may, maybe they're a one man show and they just don't have time to be monitoring the forums. They don't want to do, they'd rather be designing than, than supporting. Well, I mean, looking at these, at the numbers on the, on the theme showcase, I mean, you have, um, obviously the, you know, you don't disclose, uh, exact sales numbers for themes, but, you know, there, there are numbers, uh, and this is kind of what I've been playing with the, the, um, currently in use on, like this number of blogs. Mm-hmm. And just looking at that, which, you know, uh, it's probably safe to assume that, They've sold more than that because some people change themes or, or stop using it or whatever. Uh, but just looking at those numbers alone, I mean, you've got themes, single themes in use by a thousand blogs there, eight hundred blogs over there. Like that, you know, that's that's the kind of those are big support numbers. <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. I can I, I imagine that that would be uh, quite a responsibility for any theme shop to take on, even if they have a few people, uh, un, you know, under their roof. Let alone, you know, a couple people only. Uh, right. That's a big that's responsibility. A- I'd also say it's a good motivation to make your themes work better ah, yes. <laughs> and reduce your support costs. But, um, I th- yeah, exactly. So the fact that it's not what you're exactly saying is that what I was saying is that it's a, it's an investment. It's a decision that shouldn't be taken lightly, um, to be a part of it on both our end and, and the theme shops. And so I think there's a big, uh, kind of center area, which is essentially really talented designers you don't, they don't even have to code. All, we, all we're really looking for is a brilliant, awesome designs um, because we tend to rewrite everything anyway on the, in those cases. Um, we use Toolbox or our new, our new starter theme, actually, that we're, that's almost ready for for uh, the world coming out. I think we're announcing it next Tuesday. Oh, cool. But it's called Underscores um, that Ian has been working on feverishly. Um but yeah, we just basically take the design, the you know, whether it's a comp or like an HTML, CSS kind of a prototype, and we just redo it. We don't even, oftentimes, to be honest, we don't even look at the code. <laughs> we just take screenshots of it and redo it because it's faster. Absolutely. And, you know, and it and and then it, the result is we have very very few bugs because we already know the code works. Absolutely. Um, but I think that, so. To go back to your question of how you know. The, the people that are out there in the industry who want to get in on .com, I think one really good way would be to do that, to to um, start out by just, we'll launch your theme, essentially, um, the design of it, if it, if it's something that fits the need. And if you really, if you do want to take the plunge and be, you know, the actual full-time partner, 
then definitely get in touch as well. Um, I think that's a probably a smaller number overall. Uh, I <laughs> like Ian in the chat. My my precious secrets. He gives them away. Um, I had a, a question also that I wanted to to run by you that was asked in the uh, comments on the blog. A, a reader uh, named Darren wanted to know, and this is the perfect person to ask. He said uh, he wasn't sure if it was appropriate for this particular interview, but he would love to know what one can do can do to improve their chances of getting a job at Automatic as a theme wrangler. And he wanted to know if there's anything specific that is looked for in terms of skills, experience, and so on. Awesome. Yeah. Hi, Darren. <laughs> I should refresh that because make sure I see all the comments. Um, definitely. Good question. So we are definitely um, looking for theme wranglers. We're not always hiring, but we are always looking. Mm-hmm. And um, so definitely get in touch. Go to, go to automatic.com jobs page. Um, actually, you know what? The posting isn't up there right now, but um, you can get in touch with us. Um, the, you can send an email to themes at automatic.com or just send it to me, lance at automatic.com. And, and, and the sense that I get is you just look for people who know how to break themes, right? I mean, as long as, as, long as that's their primary skill. Um, I just, say crafting and breaking. Uh, crafting. Well. It's important yep. to be constructive as well. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah, design skills for sure, writing skills, uh, knowledge of WordPress. Invol- One big thing is involvement in the community. Um, make, you know, that's an easy way to... It's actually better than a resume. If you have, if I can go to your .org profile and see, oh, you know, this person's been active in the forums. They maybe have a theme that they've released um, to the theme review team, or maybe they, they've reviewed a bunch of themes and kind of know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That essentially is the fast lane because now I don't have to figure out. I can just look at the code. I can look at your work versus, um, you know, trying to guess what you've been working on if it's a client, uh, uh, you know, closed client project or something like that. Sure. Um, so yeah, definitely. Um, we definitely love to talk to prospective theme wranglers. Faux show. <laughs> Faux show. <laughs> Mo- more theme wranglers. Yes. More theme wranglers. Um, awesome. the other thing I would say is, um, if you, if you go to events like local meetups or word camps, just come say hi. Um, historically, that's been one of the best ways to connect. Is just make a make a make a face to face connection. You know, get to, mm-hmm. so we can get to know you, and you can get to know us. Kind of how we do things and stuff like that. Well, I I, I don't want to I don't want to keep you. I could probably sit here and talk about themes, you know, all afternoon with you. But I know that you should be working and wrangling, and and things like that. Is there anything uh, um, anything else that uh, you wanted to throw out before we wrap up? No, th- Good. I want to thank you very much. Oh, and, sure. Uh, it's, it's, actually, al- it's always fun talking to you. Actually, WB Candy, man, you guys have been going crazy with all these, uh, the, the new podcasts we, and stream. We and lost our minds. Our collective minds are gone. My poor uh, iTunes. I mean, oh, how can I keep up? <laughs> I need to like, because I don't commute anymore, so I like have to make up. I have to go to the store and so I can listen. To- <laughs> I need to go walk around the block 20 times so I can catch up on my... Uh, on my WP Candy stream. Hey, it's absolutely. Actually, it's really cool. Yeah, no, good. I, I actually, um, I wanted to, <laughs> I, Krogsgard in the chat, he said, Press Bits is only two minutes long. That's uh-huh. a that's sort of short audio podcast that's relatively new. Um, yeah, no, I appreciate that. Um, I'm really getting kind of 
uh, excited about doing more podcasts like this and, and even more, not just uh, more regularity, which is always the, that's key for any podcast is just doing it all the time and not, you know, kind of fading in and out with it. But even more so, I want to find ways to kind of reach into the different niches within the, or, or niches, you, you say niches, right? Niche, yeah. Niche. We, I was a French major, so I'll have to pronounce it correctly. Oh, no, I want to pronounce it correctly. This is just it's one of those words that always falls off my radar, and I end up probably sounding like an idiot when I niche. Um, or just, or just very I'm Midwestern, just, I don't know. No, I, I think that's actually an accepted pronunciation. But, okay. Like, I get in trouble with Ian Stewart, actually, because he lives in Canada, and, I, mm. and they pronounce things differently there. So I'll come in and say something like Notre Dame, and he'll be like, that's Notre Dame. <laughs> um, so it's pretty funny. Actually, Notre Dame's near you, isn't it? Uh, no, yeah, no. yeah, just uh, just a few hours away. How do you say it? Uh, I've always said Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah, that's that's Notre Dame. Find my niche. <laughs> Find my niche at Notre Dame. There you go. Ah, that just that's like drawing uh, fingernails on a chalkboard for me. I I, I understand that. I understand that. I'll, I'll I'll do better saying saying, <laughs> or at least at least the the uh, once once a year that I'm interviewing you, we have to do this more often. We have to talk Definitely. more often on the podcast. Um, Look, looking you, forward to it. You are at Simple Dream on Twitter, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's simpledream.net is your blog. Net. Yep, rocking the 2011. Ah, nice, nice. Well, until until 2012 gets wrapped up, are you are you are you thinking you're going to switch once that uh, gets right, possibly? Yeah, what? are you liking it? Yeah, one of our favorite tweets recently, I can't remember who tweeted it, but they said themes are like are like uh, shiny toys. Whenever you see the next one come along, you, you switch to it, mm-hmm. you know, which is so true. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially on WordPress.com, like I was saying earlier, it's so easy just to flip around because all you do is you know, find one and activate. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to download anything. Definitely. All right. Well, uh, uh, thanks, thanks a lot, Lance. I appreciate your time. Thank you. It's been fun.